Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to You Up with Nikki Glazer podcast edition, hit of pod edition. I can't believe no one's come up with that name before. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, and you guys seem to have really, like, glommed on to that phrase and liked it even when I didn't even know I liked it. You guys already just started calling it that. So welcome to A Hit of Pod with Nikki Glazer. I don't know if you're new to the show or if you've been listening for a while, but regardless, so happy to have you. This is, feels like the second episode of like a new rebirth of the show, but if you want, go back. And I've been doing this show daily since the beginning of quarantine. I think I missed two or three days and then I took a week and a half off. But like most of the quarantine is documented in this style of me sitting in St. Louis, Missouri, in my childhood home where I've lived since 1996 is when we moved in this house, summer before sixth grade. So I guess it was 95. Um, that, was a, that was a really convenient thing about the, my age was that whatever grade I was in corresponded to the year, um, the latter part of the grade, you know? So if it was 96, I was, 96 means I was in sixth, fifth and sixth grade. It's a pretty cool little thing. Um, so when I'm watching The Last Dance on ESPN about the Bulls' final season, 97-98, I know exactly where I was all that time, and I'm going to talk about it later, but I can't believe I was alive during that era. Oh, my God. I am obsessed with the Chicago, the 97-98 Chicago Bulls. Obsessed. I'm going to go on Etsy and find an, an old, like, um, shirt like uh, i'm gonna i'll probably spend like drop a couple hundred bucks on a cool vintage chicago bulls poser shirt like i've been a fan for a long time i haven't i wasn't a fan until this documentary documentaries get me into things so do books this is the way i felt about tennis after i read agassi has anyone ever read agassi i didn't want to i would have rather like i i don't know what got me into re reading that book there's something about it i'm maybe that he like did meth in a couple pages of it Whatever it was, I picked it up and I tore through it. And I was like, I'm obsessed with tennis. Did I pick up a racket? No. Did I ever plan on picking up a racket? No. Did I plan on maybe watching some? Yes. Did I ever watch some? No. Do I still act like I'm like some kind of special tennis fan because I read that book? Yes. Do I still feel entitled to believe that? Yes. Why? Because I read a book. It's more than most tennis fans do. I read a book about the intricacies of the sport. It, that's the closest way you can get to caring about it after, as, as much as watching it incessantly and, and doing it. Like read, that's what I realized. You can just read books and like, listen, I know that I am acting like I'm just I'm having novel ideas, pun intended, about books, but books really do like cover the gamut in terms of like learning. You really don't need to go to school. There's a book written about pretty much anything you want to learn. Do you know that yet? Of course you do. I used to have a joke about this, but not like this in depth, but I was working on a joke for many years and it's like sprinkled throughout different sets of mine that are on YouTube. But like I used, and I'm probably going to bring it back for my next special because reading really has been my friend during this pandemic because it, it truly like takes you out of your life and then I was just reading something. I know I'm on a million tangents. I'm going to tie them up. I promise you. Don't worry. But I was reading something last night. I follow a Reddit thread about, what was it? oh, I f follow books, the subreddit books. So it's always like talking people talking about books. And I don't really belong there. I'm not reading as much as I pretend to. You guys know. Or maybe you don't because you're a new listener. But 
I, I read about an eighth of a book and then I'm like, I got it. And this isn't like fiction, nonfiction. I'm like, you read the first eighth and you're like, I get it. And it is true. Nonfiction is a lot of fluff. And even pe- authors, I think will admit that because most of the information you could put into a pamphlet, but you got to sell a book. You can't, you know, you can't get paid millions of dollars to write a pamphlet. So you have a bunch of information. You repeat a bunch of stuff, which is helpful. There are things about repeating material, especially when you're reading a book about like learning how to quit drinking or learning how to quit smoking. That that those books are essentially the same information just said over and over, almost like it's un it's brainwashing you to be unbrainwashed, which is what they do. I digress. But what I'm saying is reading truly has been such a comfort to me. And so my old bit used to be like, I'm talking to my friends about reading. I go, have you guys read anything? Like I, I pose the, the joke in the form. Like you, you, it sounds like I'm going to say, have you guys read the Da Vinci Code? But I just go, hey, have you guys read? And then you just leave it. And I, I thought that was funny. And then I go, I'm serious. Like anything, a sign, they're life-changing. Because they really do. They take you to another world. Um, I love books. And so what I was going to say is that Agassi book, I really felt like I knew about tennis. And I do know, know more. And I'm reading this documentary because I do have the subtitles on because um, it really, it is a low-volumed documentary. It's like a very, it's like whispering to you. So you got to crank it up. I watched it when my parents were um, like not in the room and they came back in and turned on something else. And my dad confronted me about how he's concerned I have hearing loss. Um, from, because I was, I was like, no dad, I was watching the last day. I go, I don't have hearing loss. And I was defensive about it at first because I was like, do I? And then we turned on the last dance cause I got them to watch it and it was so low volume. So I was like, okay, thank God. It was just the last dance, but maybe I am losing my hearing. I mean, I am a loud ass bitch and I do, I used to listen to music pretty darn loud and my dad keeps driving by me when I'm running. That's the other thing. He thinks I'm, lo- I'm just ignoring him is the thing. Um, no, it's funny. I bump into my parents outside in the house in my neighborhood when I'm either on a, they're walking the dog or I'm on a run and they are coming back from my dad sells awnings. He, um, it's awning season. You guys, it is on Ning season. And my dad is out. So he'll go on a, he, he'll like be driving home from a appointment and he'll see me running down the street and he'll like honk. And then I, I get home and I'm in the kitchen. He's like, you know, I haunted you. I saw you. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I was in my world. What, sorry. Was I singing? What was I doing? He was just like, you got to turn that down. You got to be able to hear people. And I'm like, why? I understand that if I was running at night in the city and it's like a, like I shouldn't have headphones blasting, but I'm running during the day. There's no murders in my St. Louis County yet. Um, like in the, where, where I am I, and the cars, I don't need to know. Uh, I'm on sidewalks. I can see. And I go, dad, why do I need to hear anything? And he goes, well, good point. I fucking love when I win. Don't you love when you have good enough logic to win? Like I just got into a fight with my mom, not a fight, but a slight argument with my mom in the kitchen because I was telling, I was pitching her an idea I have for a reality show and it's a fucking good idea. Shout out to Andrew Collin um, for actually coming up with part of the idea. He would be on the show though. So that's how I'll pay him back for this idea. But it's a great idea anyway. I'm not going to tell you what it is because if I don't do it, I want to make it. You know what I mean? Or Andrew should because it was his idea. But um, it was both of ours. Um, Anyway, I was telling my mom and my mom goes, 
I don't think that's, first of all, I, I think she didn't like the idea because the alternate ideas for a reality show feature her. And I had at first, the other day, my reality show idea was to just have it documenting my relationship with my parents, just kind of like uh, just the Kardashians, but my family, right? Or the, the Osbournes. That's my parents used to love that show. I'm like, it'd be the Osbournes, but us. And my dad's like, well, I'm never going to be more entertaining than Ozzy. And I'm like, you're right. Can you get some sort of brain injury soon to, to just make this storyline better? I mean, I am thinking of storylines. So um, I have him working on the roof today and on a shaky ladder. Um, anyway, no. So my, I, I finally convinced my mom to be on this reality show. She even got really excited about it. And I can tell she's like thinking about it. And she goes, are there certain rooms we can shoot it? And I'm like, mom, the, the, the deal is not even, don't worry yet about this show but then when i came up with this other show i think she wanted to like poo poo it because she she wants to be on tv and this andrew's idea does not involve her and so she goes i don't know nick it's just been done i think it's been done and i go but it hasn't she goes it just feels like it has and i go well then you're admitting that it's a good idea because if it's something that feels like it's been done then that's a, then if it's been done it's deemed d d good for tv and she's like I knew she was just trying to get, and I was, we were just in this, like, I, I get in, like, arguments with her trying to just, you know, break down uh, her, her words. And I, I get really, like, I try to be philosophical, and I don't really know what I'm talking about. And usually she's right. She's actually very, very smart. That's where I get it from. That's what a narcissist says. They give credit to someone for being smart, and they go, yeah, that's where I got it from. I remember my, I, my Aunt Lynn used to always uh, every good attribute of me she used to take credit for. Like if, if they'd be like, Nikki, Nikki has the longest legs. My aunt Lynn would be like, she got them from me. And my mom's like, who the, okay, well, did, well, okay. She's my dad's sister. <laughs> Nikki has great teeth. She gets them from me. And it's like, why are you in my DNA? But I guess she is. I mean, no, she's not. There's no way she gave me anything. Right. Right. <gasps> Sounds like a porn that I've been almost close to watching recently. How did I get started on all this? I was talking about Andre Agassi. I was talking about The Last Dance. I will talk about porn, um, dude. I've been, spring is here, right? Are you guys feeling as horny as I am? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I feel like there's also like this, there's, I think every, I, I think it might be placebo because my therapist long ago got me, got it in my head that, um, you know, everyone gets hornier in the spring because birds are mating and like flowers are fucking and blooming, whatever they're doing, you know, and there's stamen and, uh, pollen stamen. It was always very sexual when they talked about like pollination in fifth grade. I remember even being like, this feels like that flower's getting fucked. Cause isn't there like, Oh wait, no, that's the, the bee transfers it. Yeah, that's right. That's how it works. Fuck, we need bees. We really need bees to fuck these flowers. These flowers will not, can't, can't do anything themselves. God, flowers are so stupid. Why don't they figure out a way to like not even need a bee? Girl, you don't need bees. Okay, this is like a children's book I'm writing, but it actually teaches you the importance of bees. And it's two flowers that are trying to make more flowers and have flower babies. And they're like, one girl's like, girl, I, you got all these bees working for you be independent. You don't need bees. And then in the end, the flower that doesn't does, does it all on its own dies and never has other flower babies. And the one that does is like, so that it's a book about like how you need help in your life and you can't do everything on your own, which brings me to my own life, which is 
just conquering things that I wish I could do alone, but I have to, I have to ask others for help. And which is actually such a great thing about life is getting ideas from others and like making things better. So in the end you learn, you like need people in your life or else you won't. I don't know where I went with that, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just, honestly, I think I'm just trying to come up with a new career. Like any chance I get, I'm like, Oh, I could write children's books. Oh, I could start. Uh, I could go on American idol. Oh, like I just learned how to play a Taylor Swift song on the piano. And I literally was like, Oh my God, am I good at piano? Like, has this been a talent? I never even like, I just never tried. And like, I'm actually fantastic at it. And I got to be honest, you guys, no, I'm not good at it. I'm not naturally musically inclined. I never will be. Guitar didn't work for me. Singing, I'm okay at. But piano is, is just as hard. But I am, I am teaching myself piano. I'm so like quarantine basic. I'm not baking bread yet, but I've, I'm, I'm, not, I'm crossing them all off on my list of like quarantine things that you do. Getting to know yourself better, um, appreciating your family, working out more, writing a children's book, uh, drinking lots of seltzer. That's all I, like I, my parent dad just got so mad at me and my mom. He goes, I think you guys go through a hundred cans a week. And we do. And I go, dad, we do because it's addicting. Whatever is in there is an addictive substance and I'm fully addicted. So don't be mad at me. I'm just an addict. I really, oh shit. Okay. I actually have a seltzer right now in the freezer that is going to explode. If I don't go get it, I will be right back. I'm going to grab my seltzer and I'll be right back with um, my seasonal seltzer. I'm so excited. I'm serious. I bet it's exploding right now. I'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. Didn't explode. Not even close. Timed it perfectly. I don't understand if you... You got to, when you got warm Coke or any kind of warm beverage in a can, throw it in the freezer, 10 minutes. It's, so, it's like a microwave for, for cold, which everyone's always like, why aren't there microwaves for cold? There are. They take twice the time, but if it's an aluminum can, it's super, super fast. But how many cans have I destroyed and different things I've destroyed by throwing them in the freezer and forgetting about them? So, 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 so many. Not, maybe not worth the trick itself. So I was talking about porn before. I, um, I've been watching a lot of it, um, and I want to talk about it in the least sexual way possible because I don't want to be like, I don't know. I've just, I haven't been like that inspired to talk about sex and make jokes about sex because it just, I haven't been having sex. But porn is just like so crazy. I'm, now that I'm back in it, like really doing it, thinking about getting in, into it again. Children's books, porn, literally the sky is the limit. Um, that's what my porn name is going to be, Sky Limit, um, because I'll do anything. Honestly, I was watching porn yesterday and I was like, uh, this looks like a cool career. Like if you really didn't care if someone saw you, your asshole, like the inside of it. If you were just a girl that like didn't care about that, because there are many people that don't. I just like, then that would be like kind of a cool career. Although I do want to know with porn stars if, and it must be the case that you're just not in the mood for it. And you like, can't like, cause there, I think even for me as a woman, there's times where I'm having sex and I'm just like, I don't want to be doing this. And it just like sucks. But if it were a job, I think it would suck even more. I don't know why, because you're getting paid for it. So you could justify it that way. But I don't know. It, it just like, there, there sometimes I'm watching porn stars and, and that's what I think the magic is. Yesterday, I could not find the right video. I watched for so long 
I don't know what this is. The, this is what I like to talk about because I don't know what other people do. My experience, and I think most people's sexual experiences, especially just alone with themselves, is so private because no one talks about it. So let me just share mine. And I'm just I'm not trying to shock. I'm not trying to be titillating. I just want to share with you what I'm into, and like maybe you'll feel less alone, or maybe you're like you're a freak. You let me know. Okay. So what I've done, which I find very helpful, is I started a email chain to myself a couple years ago called porn. I like that was the title. I don't care. I'm not trying to hide it from anyone. I really, there's no, if someone found this folder, good, you would see lots of stuff. So then I send myself a link porn. I like send to myself from my own email. Then I reply to that email. The next time I come, I take, I copy and paste the video that made me come and I put it in there. The next time I need to come, cause sometimes I don't, masturbate every day. Sometimes I'm masturbating like once every two weeks. I don't remember where I left off and not in the sense that like, Oh, I want to finish this one, but I want to go back to like, what did it for me that day? That's the closest. Cause sometimes I don't know what it's going to, what, what's going to do it for me. Some days I'm, I'm liking to watch girls like with their hands up each other's bums. Like truly that was something I was into. And right now I can't even relate to wanting to watch that. Sometimes I like watching a girl get tied up and like a, a guy with a welding mask, like doing stuff to her. And then like last week, super into gangbangs. Just that's all I want to watch. I don't know. I, it's never like I set out and I go, I'm going to go watch. I know what I want to watch today. There's nothing. I'm not like sexually wired that way where I'm like, I get turned on or like, and I go, Oh, I'm going to go masturbate. And I know exactly what I'm going to go to. I'm kind of just every time I'm just walking into uncharted territory and I have to figure out it's like Netflix, like where you're like, Oh, there's too many choices. So I just go to what I watched last. And then I go to suggested videos. Sometimes that one does it for me again. Rarely though, even if it's been like months apart, because sometimes it has been, I mean, there's been, I can see the frequency with which I masturbate based on the emails I've been sending myself for two and a half years. I think it's been two and a half years porn. I like, and it's run the gamut, man. It is really, but gangbangs I've been like super into recently and I don't know what it is. I think I'm just, um, the more the merrier. I'm so lonely. I'm just like, let's just kill six birds with one, one tiny scared lady. Uh, no, it's, yeah, that's, I've been into like, and I never liked role plays before either. Cause they're all such, it's not even that they're bad actors. It's just, it takes me out of it. It, it makes me feel like, oh, this person is definitely playing a part. They're not really like coming or whatever. So it, it, I don't like that. But now I've been, recently I've been into it because I was watching this one where a girl is the teacher of an anger management class. And there's just so something so hot about guys being like, they're already like angry dudes which I know is not like good. I'm aware of this. But then the girl beforehand does an interview and she's surrounded by the guys and they're just clothed, hanging out before the shoot. And there's someone interviewing them who's like this nice woman. And she's asking about all the girl's limitations, which if old Sky Limit over here has none, this girl was talking about how she doesn't want, uh, this was before pandemic too. And she was like, you can spit on me, just not in my mouth. And I was like, oh my God, did she see this coming? Was this taped in Wuhan and in, in January. Um, so she said no spitting in my mouth, which I think is cool. And all the guys are like, that's cool. That's cool. And then, um, and then yeah, there was, th I, I'm, did I talk about this? I already feel like I talked about this on the podcast. I think I might've talked about it on someone else's. I'm sorry to confuse the two. I do too much broadcasting, but that that's what she said. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I was talking to Andrew about it on my live the other day. That's why it felt personal. I only feel this personal and talk about these kind of things with my own shit. So this was on a live 
yesterday on my Instagram, which you should check out if I ever go live. It's, it's always going to be something like this. But yeah, the girl made a limit of she, no spit in her mouth. Um, and she was like, but you can pull my hair. You can slap me any way you want. Like, it was just like, so you can call me a dumb whore. It was like, no, but then, but everyone, and then she goes, I just would rather you not mention I'm Jewish. And the woman interviewing was like, oh, we would never, ever do that. That is not what we do here. And one of the guys started laughing and it was like a classroom scene. And the girl doing the interview of the guys and the girl was like, what are you laughing at, Daniel? Or she was like, Daniel's laughing, of course. And he goes, no, no, no. It's just like that, that always comes up. And she's like, yeah, but here we don't tolerate that. You could tell that like something Rachel was said once during a shoot and it did not fly at kink.com. And that's why I like kink.com. They do some crazy shit where girls' faces are getting stamped with boots, which is not what I'm into, but it will be in two weeks. It's a slippery slope. But they always are very like... Um, beforehand they talk to the girls and they i mean there's some videos called like brutal sessions I, I mean i can't even watch those i don't like it when i know the girl is uncomfortable and i already covered this in my special banging but like there is it's so hard to find a gangbang where the girl isn't blowing someone the whole time please if you're listening kink.com please please i will i will start a patreon for someone to make a gangbang where the girl is not being has a dick in her head the whole time she can do a little bit of it not the whole time just let her breathe for a second and have a good time that's all i'm asking but i've just been really liking um and then but yesterday couldn't couldn't do it i watched porn for 45 minutes and couldn't do it it might have helped that not helped that marion was in my bed i wonder if you guys have to put the dog outside the bed i used to do that at my New York apartment, I didn't want both the dogs because they would just start playing. So I'd put them outside my bedroom door. And I swear to God, I started associating the sound of the dogs scratching at the door with being turned on. Because I'd be like masturbating while I heard like scratch, 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 scratch on the door. And so it was almost like Pavlov's dogs. When I would hear the dogs scratching, I would like need to change my underwear. Literally Pavlov's, Glazer's dogs. That's a psychology experiment from the 1970s in which they, um, yeah, they had dogs scratch. It's, it's a, look it up. Psychology 101. I've also been thinking about that. I've been thinking about, oh, I could just go back to school and get a master's in psychology or something and, 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 and do that. I could really do anything right now, which is kind of the beauty of it. I, uh, I got to close out with gratitude as we always do on the podcast. Don't you forget about it. I can't forget about it. I am grateful. All right, here we go. I am grateful, first of all, for my dad because we did an Instagram live this morning, not the one where I talked about the kind of porn I watch. I'm not sharing that with my dad. Um, I definitely only consume it when they are not home, which is kind of hard to do because the only time they're not home is for very short spurts when they're taking the dogs for walks and I got to take my dog for a walk. I think that's a euphemism for like actual jerking off but um i take my kitty for a stroll no dog cats don't go for a walk i take my pussy for a a physical yeah that's where you take a cat cats don't really go anywhere unless they're going to get checked up so yeah i take my pussy for a routine flea bath um that's a euphemism for that anyway I'm grateful for my dad. I'm really sorry to involve him in any of this, but this morning I had a lot of fun with him on Instagram live and he was really funny. And um, I was like, oh, that's really, I'm able to see that my parents are truly funny. And you guys always let me know that they're funny when they've been on my things and it makes me able to appreciate them. So I'm appreciative of that. And I'm grateful for, um, oh man, 
this is hard. I'm serious. Like, I don't, I'm sad that you guys have to do your own gratitude list now because I feel for you. It's fucking hard as shit. I'm like looking around my dad's office. Like, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for, I was reflecting on Caitlyn Jenner. I love her. I've been thinking about her a lot because I watched her Instagram live the other day and I was like, she's, I, I had, I did a show with her on Netflix. It's going to come out at some point. I don't even fucking know, but I like, that was one of my best days of my 2020 was what I thought was going to be one of my worst days because it was what I thought was going to be a two hour shoot. And it ended up being like a 15 hour shoot in a cabin in Calabasas with Burt Kreischer and Caitlyn Jenner all day long. And, um, and I was so tired. I had a really busy week and it was like the last thing I wanted to do. And then it ended up being like the best time ever, which is what I learned a lot in my career and life is that when you just like, don't think about, don't keep dreading, like, how long am I going to be here thinking about the future? Just, like, be in it. You can have a really good time. So let's be in it today and get through another one. I'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. New people, welcome to the show. Old people, I don't mean it that way, but, yeah, old people are here, too. Thank you all. Thank you all for your DMs. Thank you for telling me how you listen. Thank you for telling me that you love that it's back. It means so, so much to me. Um, And we'll see you tomorrow on a, a hit of pod. Bye. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 